All right, guys, welcome back to Fitness Driven Podcast. I got Justin Thewitt here with me, one of our members here for, for three years now. Yeah? Yep, that's right. Yeah, you've been moving a long time, right? Since you were 18, some motocross in the back end of this, but really the high intensity functional training at 18 and kind of yeah. merged more into to what we do now. Yeah. Is that correct? And I started personal training when I was like, oh, shoot, about okay. 21, 22. So I worked in a gym for a really long time. Nice. And then, of course, um, I did that all through through college. And then when I came to Vegas back in, oh, you know, 2010, yeah. and I, I worked in, like, the supplement industry while I did my degree in nutrition at UNLV. Right. Um, so, you know, I just kind of worked out, did some strength training and that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then yeah, found okay. like, CrossFit, like, formally, like, probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and like hurt my back like yeah. I like jumped in on like an open workout yeah, yeah, like yeah. for my first experience um, and the particular coach like was too preoccupied with other things and mm-hmm. so anyway long story short I would you know I had too much of an ego and I went oh, too hard no. and I hurt myself so um, I was out for a little bit and then just kind of gradually came back to it and did like uh, strength training for two years or so okay. in between that and then Three years ago, started CrossFit here at Mountain's Edge. I love it. It's a lot of healthy moving experience. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. And really, before I mean, before then, when I was a kid and stuff, right? Like, you know, skateboarding or maybe motocross or something like that. But you know, yeah. it wasn't like really formally into exercise. My dad liked to play tennis and baseball with us sometimes, but I didn't play any high school sports or college sports. I like that. All right. So here's the topic today. Right. And the topic today is how fitness kind of drove your career and in, 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 in your career now, how fast you move. So I oversee, I oversee a team of on-site health coaches, which include health educators, dietitians, and nurses. Oh, wow. And they're, they're on property, right? So across the nation, we've got like 32 on-site coaches. Yeah. Right. So I oversee the West Coast region. So I have about 15 uh, coaches. I have 10 just here in Las Vegas. Wow. So I want to go just unpack just that real quick because you're focusing on their health so much, right? right. What has your team allowed, at least their team, to be able to do more of because you've been improving their health, their physical fitness, their nutrition? What has that done for the company? So, so the program is geared towards the employees, right, right, of the, of the client, nice. right, and so that that client employees engage with the wellness program, uh-huh. which the point person at each property or place, right, is the on-site coach. You know, okay. so they've got to engage one-on-one. So before moving into the on-site supervisor role, mm-hmm. I was team lead and I was an on-site coach, and I did. I did that for four years, and before that, worked in the hospital, right, as a registered dietitian. So, um, you know, for the last four years, essentially, it's just been one-on-one yeah. coaching with uh, with employees. You know, and a lot of that's around um, things like your, you know, your your high comorbidity, preventable type of diseases yeah. like you know hypertension, hyperlipidemia, uh-huh. um, you know, high high blood sugar, that kind of. Are they happier, more productive, or because they're healthier, or what do you think? 
I mean, from a measurement and like data perspective, right? We're not really measuring productivity and that kind of thing. There's been enough studies to show that, you know, when people exercise, like their, their productivity yeah. goes up, um, they take less sick days, like all of that stuff is, is there. That's really cool. So we can, we can talk about that all day, but the, the big topic for me is how quickly you moved up your career ladder and how fitness uh, potentially played a role in your uh, your journey into where you are at the moment. So I want to unpack that. Okay. So I, I think I think fitness teaches you a lot, mm -hmm. um, and it's like anything. It's it's understanding what principles are or concepts yeah. are essential to apply, and a lot of them do apply in all areas of life. So you know, just thinking about like career and movement. Right, I've you know I've competed for positions with people that have more degrees than me or more certifications or whatever. Yeah. But what sets me apart is a lot of what I've learned from fitness. And the number one thing is being able to take data and analytics. Yes. And and be able to set goals and achieve a vision. Right. So you know tracking everything, keeping track of what you care about numbers that are going to help you get to your goal right like yeah. as a dietitian when I work with people on diet and nutrition right and they say uh -huh. well I'm, I'm eating X Y and Z and I'm not eating X Y Z but uh, I'm not getting the progress I want so well, let's look at the hard data right yeah the data doesn't lie it tells us what we need to know so you know we start like, are you tracking your calories no right you, you track you know you track anything no do you weigh in how often well, I don't really track that. I just weigh in periodically. Well, okay, we don't really have a whole lot of data, so it's hard to say what the problem is. We can focus on behavior and psychology and everything, but you know, ultimately, let's get to the data. That's that's where the important stuff yeah. is. So, you know, as that ties into growth within the career, like my understanding and being able to take data and apply that in a usable um, and meaningful way mm -hmm. has been really crucial for me so both in fitness and that right so if I'm trying to uh, if I'm trying to work on let's say handstand walks which has been a recent goal of mine right yeah. I measure I measure how much time I can stay in a handstand right so yeah. you know if last week I got four seconds and this week I've got six seconds it doesn't feel like much but I know I'm progressing yeah. right so you have to be able to look at the data and um, you know if you're not making progress with the data the question is are you measuring the wrong data or do you need yeah. to find someone who maybe understands that data better than you but if you're not tracking it you won't know yeah I was reading something and it was like if you want to get back on track start tracking <laughs> right right it's pretty spot-on right so here's here's what I wanted to talk to I, was, uh, I had a conversation with you uh, um, maybe a few weeks ago but it was about discomfort Right? And it's pushing discomfort in other areas, not just not just fitness. And, and you have this amazing background in nutrition and diet. Can you can you can you unpack that portion of it of yeah. discomfort across every variable? Right? right. So yeah, I think you know being uncomfortable. Right. Like so, when we think about growth, right? Rest, uh, stress plus rest equals growth right right so if we want to achieve growth we've got to have that stress or in this case we call that discomfort you have okay. to get uncomfortable right think about 
any CrossFit workout, right? Yes. There's a point where you're very uncomfortable yeah. and yeah. You, you have to be able to either maintain that or push a little bit harder, mm -hmm. you know, and you learn a lot about yourself in terms of how much discomfort you can handle. Right. But each time you get uncomfortable, you, you're able to grow a little bit more. Right. So, you know, with fitness, that translates back into work, right? You're stressed, you're at work, you're working hard, you know, you've got to be able to balance that with some rest and then grow, you know. Um, too often I see people get stressed out and get uncomfortable with the wrong things, right? So I think that's part of the process, but you have to know where you're going, right? Are you getting uncomfortable in the right ways, right? Like, like coming in and working out in a gym when it's 110 degrees outside and you're sweating like crazy, that's uncomfortable. But whether you do it indoors or outdoors, right, the heat essentially isn't going to change your overall, get you closer to your goal, right? It's, but, you know, it does help condition you for that discomfort just a little bit more. Yeah. That's important. So the same thing with nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. You want to achieve your goals, you got to get uncomfortable a little bit, yeah. you know? So the next time you feel like ice cream on a Saturday at 9 o'clock and you set, tell yourself you deserve it, Get uncomfortable. Don't have the ice cream. It's only going to make you stronger. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, not that you can't have ice cream, but if it wasn't planned, it wasn't part of the day, it wasn't in your original plan to get you to your goal, then it's, it's an area where you should get uncomfortable. I like that. It's like that whole comfort foods thing. Right. Right. <laughs> Let's just go remove one of those. Now you're uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, try going to a barbecue and not having a hot dog, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, nothing, well, I, technically I do have a lot against hot dogs, but that's yeah. another topic. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where the principle is just getting uncomfortable conditions your mind. Um, like that. And that, that translates to work, right? If you can yeah. get uncomfortable, you can achieve your goals uh, by getting uncomfortable in the right way and being able to grow and learn and become better. Then achieve whatever you want I really enjoy that message the way you do one thing that is the way you do everything essentially for you right right wow okay so here's the one of the um, questions that I that I kind of want to lead or end with here and that question is um, I guess what recommendations would you give someone that's trying to move up the career ladder right if you had three to give what would it be so I think about it as like that process, right? So I'll give you an analogy or a metaphor. I'm not good with which one is which, but yeah. you get what I'm saying here. Um, so you got to know where you're going, the vision, okay. right? Where's the, where's the end goal? And it may not be crystal clear, but you can't walk around in a circle, right? You at least you may not know yeah. what's north, but if, you, if you're determined to go north, at least you're going to be putting that energy uh, in, in an appropriate way where you're going to achieve walking north, right? Right. Um, so you got to have the vision, right? Okay. And, and part of understanding the vision has to do with understanding one's strengths, their weaknesses, and then um, once you have that established, that, that can help you take, you take you to step two, right? And that's determining what it is you need to get there. Right? Okay. So coming back to the analogy, if we're thinking about the path, mm -hmm. right? We know where we're going, that's vision. Right. Now we've got the path, okay?
okay, what do we need to walk this path, right? Yes. We're going to have to climb a mountain or we're going to have to swim in a river or whatever it is, right? We need to have those tools. So the same thing here. You've got your vision, where you want to be with your career. Now you need to understand what tools, skills you need to be able to get there, right? Um, so if that's if we're talking about exercise, same kind of thing. If you want to be able to do a muscle up, okay, well, where's your deficiency? What do you need to work on to be able to achieve that skill? Is it pulling? Is it body mechanics? Is it strength? What is it, right? So understanding what you need to do to get there. And then once you've got that, then it's about goal setting, which again comes back to fitness, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, for that goal setting, it's like, okay, if, if, if my goal is to become director of operations, right? what am I lacking? And maybe that's Maybe that's education. Maybe that is a certain certification. Or maybe it's just a mindset, right? Or the ability to understand data or understand the vision of the company, right? If you don't get the vision of the company and you get caught up in the nuance of everything, you're not going to be able to have a clear vision that's going to take you to where you really want to go. So, you know, that goal setting, if we go back to the muscle-ups analogy or the, um, the journey, right? It's, it's, it's about saying, okay, what's the next step? What do I need to work on, right? And if we're talking about coaching too, it's setting those smart goals, right? Specific, yep. measurable, is it attainable? Yeah. Is it realistic and what's the time frame, right? So um, same kind of thing. So what I, I remember when I was working on muscle-ups, I worked a lot with you and James and Fabio at the time. And, um, you know, for me, it was that transition. I couldn't get the transition. So, like, yeah. three times a week, I, after class, I stayed in the back doing uh, banded transitions on the rings. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, I did that for a long time. And then, you know, once I, once I had that down, kind of, you know, I went back to the vision, being able to do the ring muscle up. Okay, what's the next thing that I need to work on? Set goals around that. And eventually, I achieved it. But it's the same thing with too right you have to be able to set those goals uh, maybe that's finding a mentor you know it could be a lot of right. different things but you have to be able to break it down um, and start making progress and put that energy in towards achieving that singular vision I love it so now you're transitioning into a life you're about to have your first is a daughter right yep daughter first so first daughter, yeah first so, little girl yeah and it's it was it was cool because you started to explain to me what you're some of your game plan because you know what's about to happen and um, it's something that people lack right that vision that goal that end goal potential hurdles you've already decided um, so how are you gonna change your your, your fitness routine because uh, you're still making it a priority it sounds like yeah it's gonna allow you to still be an amazing parent an amazing uh, uh, person in your career what was that thing you were talking about so yeah so you know kind of especially talking to other parents and kind of you know just seeing like what obstacles we might face right so you know determining what we need to get there the vision is being able to stay fit exercise stay on top of our nutrition even though we've got uh, a newborn right yeah because um, you know plenty of people I've talked to be like oh you can forget about that you know you're not going to be able to work out like you do you're not going to be able to eat healthy or you know your kids are xyz and I just 
I don't want to accept that. Right? That's <laughs> yeah. not my vision. That's not what I want. So, yeah. you know, talk to people like yourself and Tara and, you know, other parents who've been able to make it work and make it happen. Uh, helped us get the right tools. So one thing I knew we needed is some some way to be able to exercise at home reliably with something that we're going to enjoy doing. Nice. Um, so you know, so we made an investment, and in, uh, it's called Tonal, but it's basically it's a it's an AI personal training combined with free motion uh, resistance. It's magnetic resistance. It gives you about up to two hundred pounds. That's really um, cool. But, I gotta see this thing. Yeah, myself. Yeah. So we're excited for that because then we'll have that. So those days where, you know, we didn't sleep all night, but um, you know we've got thirty minutes or something, baby's sleeping, yeah. get the workout in, right? So, um, you know, it'll be right there outside our room. So it's you know it's set up in a way. So you know, kind of preparing for that too. You know, half half the battle is being able to get up at five a.m. to do it. So I've been doing CrossFit at five a.m. Yeah, I've been seeing you there every morning with. So, you know, that's, that's helping me get in that same, same mindset to, yeah. to get ready for that. Yeah. It's funny because I did the opposite. I tried to start working out at 5 a.m. once I got Lucas and then I gained a little bit of weight. Now I, I wish I would have done something like yours. It sounds like you're just, you're like learning from people's mistakes. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's a game changer for me. It's my son's still sleeping. My wife is still sleeping so I can get my workout in super, super early without disrupting my day yeah and then if I did that earlier I wouldn't ever get in all that way but that's uh that's exactly kind of what you're doing it's amazing and I appreciate your time thanks for coming Justin absolutely thanks yeah. Royce yeah appreciate it man. all right